0: Hey everyone, this is Carter. Carrie called me today for an impromptu bitch session about an article she read in Medium. And she thought we should record the conversation and share it with all of you. So here you go. Hey, can you hear me? Hey Carrie.
1: Hi. This is a different room.
0: uh, Just interrupt Carter while he's working so Carrie can rant, show. Is
1: that what's happening? <laughs> That's happening.
0: Yeah. I told me to pull up an article, but I don't know why. I mean, I can guess. Yeah. Uh, can I, I, should I show people the article? Here. Here's the article. Yes. Uh, Medium. How 2016 drove women away from politics and how to bring them back. Uh, so, this is really a therapy session for you because you've got an emotional issue we need to deal with. What's up? Uh... <laughs> no,
1: I, I, uh, I went to the front page of Medium and you know medium like all the social media companies is run by sjw's and all they ever feature on the front is sjw pieces so they have a huge piece on the left that says the case against empathizing with trump voters and then the subtitle is empathy isn't the solution to our political crisis it's a major cause so i had to do a double take and make sure that was written this month because I, like I was saying to you, I literally, I remember maybe five different articles with a headline like that right before the 2016 election, the case against empathizing with Trump voters, right? I don't even have to open that up. I know what kind of garbage is going to be inside of it. And, <laughs> um, and then on the right, so I was like, that really, that's what they're featuring? And on the right, there was another featured piece, how 2016 drove women away from politics and how to bring them back. So, because I'm a glutton for punishment, <laughs> I clicked on this one because it was written by Sadie Doyle, and I was like, "Oh, Sadie Doyle!" So no, I mean,
0: thankfully don't know who, uh, you know. who that is. Um,
1: you thankfully, don't know. It's awesome that you don't know. She, she's one of a cabal. Can I use that word? Of SJW feminists, like third wave, intersectional, identitarian feminists, who um, went from being like a blogger to a well-respected journalist um, on the back of this ideology, and it's all she writes about is this ideology, and every she views everything through the lens of SJW ideology. Everything is sexist, everything is racist, everything is transphobic and homophobic. And you just, I, I guess I'm more, I guess I'm really more angry about it than usual because when I saw it was a writer that I I used to be a huge fan of when I was an SJW, it's probably just anger at myself. Because I yeah. used to follow people like this, and they're like oh, you're doing good work in the world, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, wow, you're selling, you're still selling the swill, and people are buying it. Um, anyway, so this is a featured piece.
0: This is the tax. This is the tax on the economy that we don't talk about that leftists take, which is the, it's the tax on like it's doing all this unproductive crap uh, or yeah. counterproductive crap that we're all paying for one way or another. I mean, if you use Medium, which we do. Uh, you know medium is wasting space on this shit but go I'm ahead
1: make kind your of, case this kind of no so i started reading it and i was like wow we should just read this out loud and take it apart piece by piece and this may not be a great video but we'll see um okay so here's here's her first sentence and you can put this i don't know if you want to put this on the screen or not but anyway I, i'll
0: put it up i'll we'll put it up so people can follow along as you're reading it'll be a read-along with carrie yeah
1: All okay right. i think at least once a day about the 2016 election. Okay, stop there, something is wrong with you. Right, like, yeah,
0: you have a mental disorder at this point already.
1: Yeah, why are you thinking about the 2016 election almost every day? That It's
0: not even that she's thinking about the president or government, she's thinking about the election specifically, every day.
1: Exactly, the election, not, you're right, not Trump or not, the election, okay. It's not something I want to do, I wish I could stop. Lie! <laughs> Well, I, I mean,
0: believe- I Or she's admitting that it is a mental disorder.
1: Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Not something I, I want to do. I wish I could stop.
1: I just, I mean, I, I, go ahead.
0: Yeah. I, 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 just, I do agree that it's a partial lie. Like she says she wishes she could stop, but her entire uh, career and all of the look at me clickbait that she posts uh, relies upon her thinking about the 2016 election every day.
1: No. yeah you don't want to i think a lot of the a lot of the people who are caught up in this you know what's been called the trump derangement syndrome they're addicted to it you're addicted to these emotions you wake up craving them you know it's your drug so yeah. anyway okay but it's a near impossible topic to avoid it's there when i scroll through facebook And a comment left on a post by someone I'd long since cut ties with someone that you unfriended because they had different opinions than you. That's what you mean. Um, It's there when I'm at the gym staring as I jog on the treadmill at a wall mounted TV, playing 24 hour analysis of Donald Trump's every action. It's there whenever I walk past my neighbor's pickup truck, which still proudly sports several Hillary for prison bumper stickers. I'm pretty sure this girl lives or used to live in New York. I'm like, Do you really have a neighbor with those stickers? But Okay. Your neighbor
0: doesn't even have a car if you live in New York, but that's a separate issue. Uh... Right.
1: I could be completely wrong, so I'm going to take her at her word. Um, Whenever it happens, I relive the worst moments, (laughs) both personal and observational, from that election cycle. Screaming fights, lock her up chants, Twitter mobs, pussy-grabbing confessions, riots at caucuses, death threats to female reporters, the time Trump physically menaced Clinton on stage to a point that Clinton later... said, made her skin crawl. Yeah, that's what Clinton said. This is your characterization that he physically menaced her? That's your (laughs) characterization of that? You're stating it as if it's fact, but that's your characterization. Um, All of those moments are still locked within me, ready to erupt and overwhelm me if I make one wrong move. (laughs) It's not memory. It's trauma. It's trauma. (laughs) I just... (laughs) I I don't, I, okay. (laughs) So I'm just thinking about people who've gone through actual trauma and I'm not saying this wasn't some form of psychological, you know, yes, I guess you could use that word, but just comparatively, dude, like the trauma that you experienced because the candidate you wanted to win didn't win that that's very low on a scale of trauma. I mean, anyway, um, I am not uniquely fragile. One 2017 study published in the Journal of American College Health found that, the following, that following the 2016 election, 25% of students developed PTSD-like symptoms and suffered, quote, clinically significant levels of stress comparable to people who had witnessed a mass shooting. Female students in <laughs> particular were 45. I know, but again, witness a mass shooting. Female students in particular, were 45% more likely to report trauma symptoms, a risk that was heightened for Black and Latino women women processed the misogyny of the 2016 election as if it were aimed at us because well it was okay so there's a lot of things happening in that sentence women well you don't speak for all women process the misogyny you you say that as if it's a fact the misogyny of the 2016 election we all accept that it it was a ton of misogyny um but to truly understand and you're
0: claiming it was uh, aimed at everyone
1: yeah, that it was directed at all women. <laughs> but to truly understand women's anxiety, we need more than data and research. We need to hear from them directly.
0: No, we don't. I, honestly, like, this is so boring to males. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's boring to me. You know, to- I don't need to hear from you directly. What's your name? I don't even know your name. Sadie. <laughs> I, I, I'm done hearing from you. I don't <laughs> it's care. It's a great go name, go, I a glow somewhere. I don't fucking care. I... You know what? I hated that lots of candidates were elected. My fucking my fucking governor is the a, a little socialist. Uh, I, I I am you know what do you want? Kamala Harris is running from my state. Like, fuck you. Oh
1: gosh, yeah. Don't you have Gavin Newsom?
0: Yeah, Gavin Newsom, <laughs> uh, fucking governor.
1: How are you dealing so, with that trauma?
0: Yeah, well, it gives me PTSD, Carrie. I, I almost it's almost as if I were in a mass shooting. Uh, <laughs>
1: god i I can't believe okay
0: i I do i do feel i feel victimized as if i were in a mass a mass shooting
1: well Uh here's something i want to say about that those
0: okay you say your thing and then one more thing out about this
1: yeah so those figures like let's you've got female students in particular were 45 percent more likely to report trauma symptoms i'm not saying and, and then she says it was heightened for black and latino women although she doesn't give a stat we, we just accept these things as truth, you know, but, okay, um, don't know the
0: study either, but yeah, you know, it'd be the CNN newsroom study.
1: We, yeah, I haven't looked at the actual study okay. to see if it's worth itself. But the, my point is, even if women are self-reporting and, and black people and Latino women are self-reporting more trauma symptoms, um, that doesn't, you're, you're, you're basically saying, what is that? Like, uh, correlation equals causation. You're saying they're suffering trauma symptoms because of what? Because of misogyny of the election? Because Trump was elected? I think if they're experiencing trauma symptoms, it's because you could put that blame squarely on the Democratic Party and the fact that they ran on nothing but trying to convince you that Trump was Hitler and that if he got elected that the world was going to end. And I know friends who personally did go through something like PTSD afterwards. It's like, I blame the media and I blame the Democratic Party for doing that. I do not blame the Trump campaign.
0: So uh, if uh, if Sadie is going to be all grown up and try to quote the American Journal of College Health and talk about medical conditions as if she had any fucking clue what she was talking about, um, she would know that the primary cause of PTSD Symptoms and in actual, the psychological trauma is not the event, but how it's dealt with and treated afterwards. That is not me. That's just science. That's how it is. Go read a fucking book on trauma. It's not the trauma itself, right? It's not the. It's not the school shooting. It's not the rape. It's not the abuse. It's not whatever it was that uh, was the the proximate event. It's how that event is dealt with post-event that leads. To the psychological problems later on. So, um, if these women are suffering PTSD-like symptoms, it's because the quote tragedy or trauma of Trump getting elected was not properly in health and dealt was not dealt with in a proper and healthy way. It was dealt with by more, you know, hand wringing and screaming and running around like chickens with your heads cut off and pretending that he's going to kill gays, and do all this crazy stuff. Um, you cause the problem by being incapable of dealing with your own fucking emotions like an adult. That's the problem. Sorry. That's, I'm I, not no, that's an excellent point. You.
1: You're getting pissed off for me. That's an excellent point. I'm like, I, Which is
0: why I don't give a shit about what she has to say. When she's she like, to- like, oh, like, we need to listen to women. That's why I'm saying, no, we don't. We don't need to listen to these people. They're not adults. They're children. Children have this problem.
1: Well, and the other thing is she, just like a lot of um, SJW journalists and, and some of these people used to be friends of mine, former friends, uh, when you change your beliefs like I do, um, right, stay friends. But um, a lot of them, I've seen that they, they crowdsource for articles like this In the, you know, they'll they'll put something out to their followers. So you're trying to ask women about how the 2016 election affected them, but you're only talking to a pool of SJW women. Like you're not you're not actually talking to women. If you had any honesty, you would talk to women who disagree with you. But no. All the other dis- women
0: are traitors, Carrie. They're all traitors. They don't count.
1: Oh yeah, ah. They're total traitors. <laughs> Continue okay.
0: uh, your article and analysis. Do you want me to put it back up for people?
1: Um, just yeah, for a second, I guess. So I'm gonna get it. So this is after she says we need to hear from them directly.
0: Uh, yeah, we need to hear from uh, these. Women who uh, can't deal with their own emotions directly. (laughs) Quote,
1: I can very precisely trace a shift in myself to the spring of 2016, says Sarah Wingo, 34. For the last three years, I have experienced levels of anxiety in ways I never have before. Right now, I'm terrified because I feel like it is all about to start over again, and I'm only just now starting to feel like myself, end quote. The 2016 election slashed through her support network, creating rifts among family and friends. Quote, one of the things that really broke me in 2016 was the absolutely heinous things my mother started saying about Clinton, Wingo says. My dad has always been a lost cause when it comes to conservative bigotry, Mm. but my mom was the reasonable one. Suddenly, not only could I not talk to her about politics but there are normal topics I can't even talk to her about anymore without getting a very Fox news response. Okay. So here's my question, Sarah Wingo. Have you ever asked yourself when I talk to my mom, do I give her the CNN response? Like, do I, do I, could she ever say the exact same thing about me from the, but from the other side, you know, like, I can't talk to my daughter anymore about politics. There, but they're normal topics. I can't even talk to her about anymore without getting a very CNN response. Like, I, I just hate it when people say stuff like this. Like blanket. Like we all accept that Fox News is horrible. We're, we're supposed to all accept that. And by the way, I do believe they're biased, obviously. But they're, we're supposed I to
0: say they're horrible. They're less biased than CNN.
1: They, I absolutely agree. I, I don't believe they're horrible. I'm just saying they're biased. But but the but the narrative is that they're horrible and that they're not just biased, they're awful. And that anyone who watches them is stupid. And, you know, that CNN and all the, all the, the rest of the legacy media, which is all on the left, is uh, somehow non-biased. And I, I just hate it when people who are in this bubble talk as if their bubble and their ideology is real. Like this is the truth. And there's no possible way that my mom might have something to teach me. That her perspective, her you just reduce it to her Fox News perspective. You're never listening. You're never going to listen to anything she says. So why should your mom listen to you if you don't listen to her?
0: So that's that's the other point I was thinking about before, which I forgot. Which is um, this article is inherently just narcissism, Um, or maybe you could call it solipsism philosophically. But it's she's just a narcissist, right? She's just like obviously my ideas are correct. And without defending them or talking about them at all and engaging with people who disagree, I'm just going to paint everyone who disagrees with me as obviously a bigot and a horrible person. Don't have to even talk about why that is. That's just, those are just two premises that we start with. I'm exactly right and everyone else is 100% wrong. Those are the premises. And now can we talk about my trauma? I'm so traumatized. (laughs) Why is everyone around me not perfect like me? Like, I, like honestly,
1: go to a support group. Sadie sucks. What, <laughs> why did
0: you introduce me to this
1: shit? I'm sorry. She's horrible. And also, she's gotten a lot worse than back when I was a fan of hers. I think I wrote her fan mail at once. That's what kind of SJW I was. Or oh like God. some letter. I know. I know. Um, but th- but I'm all like, of them have gotten worse. She,
0: has, she quotes someone who was ostracized for uh, supporting Hillary. It sounds like over Bernie. I don't know
1: yeah but see all of these sjw writers have gotten worse since trump like a lot of them just they did go crazy town and they they have um like doubled down and become really hypocritical like people like sadie i i didn't used to see them or like jessica valenti those kind of feminist um bloggers now journalists yeah i didn't used to see them attacking women's looks like i maybe i just did Maybe I just wasn't watching closely enough, but I thought they were principled, and now, like you see them attacking people like Laura Loomer for her appearance and just being a hypocrite, you know. And um, this anyway. isn't
0: short, by the way. I just look—it's this is eighteen something. It's just almost two thousand words. Yeah, of, of of bitching and moaning about my candidate didn't get elected, and it's a trauma for me and the other women. By and by the way, what a fucking insult. To women out there, I mean, are you so? Hey, Carrie, you didn't vote for Trump. Uh, are you traumatized? Do you have PTSD? Are you so fucking fragile that you can't function now? Is do you need it Do you need a, um, I don't know, a pacifier and a blankie? Are
1: I've you actually okay- become much more resilient than I was in 2016. <laughs> That's the thing. You could, yeah, I was affected by the election too, but I, I went my response to it was to try and figure out why he won. And I, and in doing so, I realized how, how closed off I was in terms of like, like the different types of perspective I would allow in my echo chamber. I like, I was only listening to people like Sadie before. And once you get out of that crap, it's like, you know, no, I don't feel traumatized at all. Like I, I can say what I want. I get to have a cool conversations, like a cool conversation with you every day, and I get to talk to people and all sides of the political spectrum, and it's just—it's a lot better than when I was one of these like, oh, I'm such a victim, perpetual victim. And
0: I got it. Sadie wants Sadie makes me want to be a misogynist.
1: <laughs> if every woman was like this, I'd be a misogynist. Right. <laughs> um, well, I—I I don't want us to have to read the whole thing, but I did want to point out point out one other thing. Let's see. Um,
0: okay, I'll—I'll I'll pull it up, and and you can point out the one other thing that you want to point out, and. I don't, maybe we'll put this up, just almost almost unedited. Yeah. Uh, just to see uh, if people want it. So what are you looking for?
1: Oh, okay, there are two more things. So she's talking about this girl, Aisha, who was so devastated after after the election. She took a corporate job and is disengaged from her political life. Um, her political oh, wait, en- wait, engagement, wait, wait. huh? She
0: so dis- she was so distraught that she had to get a job?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, woe is me. <laughs>
1: engagement now is a shell of what it once was quote i'm gonna help put on some volunteer parties for warren and do what i can she says but honestly i don't think i'll see a female president in the u.s in my lifetime hey stop there why who cares if you see a female president in your lifetime i really don't i mean when i'm on my deathbed i'm not gonna be like oh i wish i'd seen a female president if i don't like that's not has nothing to do with my personal life and I, i just i don't get that why do you care that it's a woman because you're a woman well, um,
0: this is what it means to be so wrapped up in social justice ideology that all that matters is someone's, it's not even their, their reproductive organs anymore, it's their identity. So identity. you might, maybe, you know what, if I were Trump, uh, I would just identify as female right before the 2020 election. Oh,
1: I th- no, I think he should wait until, I was saying this to a friend the other day, because he's such a troll. Do you know what the biggest troll would be? is right before he leaves office, so not 2020, but 2024, right before he leaves office, he should, he should change his sex legally to female and just rob them forever of being able to say they had the first female president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just take it, away, snatch it away. Um, yeah. And okay. they can
0: really argue against it because of everything they've argued about what it means to be female. Exactly.
1: In fact, I've seen them. I saw, I was reading an article sometime last year about, I can't remember. It was talking about the first female director or to win something back to back. Oh, for a trilogy. And then they went in and did a correction because SJW's complained and they said, she wasn't the first female director. The Wachowski brothers were the first female directors (laughs) 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 because they're both women now, (laughs) but they were men when they won. And Uh, anyway um okay so so there's one other oh sorry
0: you want to you want to show this again yeah
1: Yeah. so these feelings of isolation could should come as no shock in the wake of trump's victory many women poured their pain into constructive activism like the women's march okay again you're saying something that's your constructive activism i don't i didn't think anything about that was constructive i thought it was a great way for people to get their like a great therapy session you go with people who agree with you and you kind of express yourself but it's like an emotional thing you didn't do anything constructive um others have responded in ways that are equally characteristic of trauma
0: wait where are we i don't even see us in this article anymore okay oh here we go but others have responded i got it okay
1: so then she's talking about how baby boomer women are now like uh, hesitant to vote for a woman because they don't think a woman's electable and so they're going to support joe biden blah, 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 this is not electable. Right. Okay, so then, quote, here's, oh, wait, here we go. NBC's News, Lauren Egan, recently spoke with some of these women who confessed to speculating whether it was worth, quote, putting their hope of electing the first woman president on hold, end quote, in order to throw their support behind a candidate they believe has the best chance of beating Trump in 2020. Okay, full stop. It's as if their policies don't even matter to you. It's just that it's a woman. They're they're willing to put their hope of electing a woman on hold in order to vote for the person who has the best chance of beating Trump. Well, first of all, shouldn't you want to vote for the person who has the best chance of beating him, I guess? Or, But, but even more than that, a better reason to vote for someone is because you agree with their policies. None of that has anything to do with the person being a woman.
0: Well, they, their policies kind of do matter because they'll never elect Candace Owens or uh, like... Christina Hoffman couldn't run. Um,
1: they would never write an article like this about Sarah Palin.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, it's it's like, um, the other thing is that's interesting because you, you brought up empathy earlier. Um, this article is so lacking of empathy. Um, empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and kind of feel things from their perspective, right? Um, you know, imagine people. I'll just pick on myself because I don't complain about uh, i don't i don't I don't complain about being traumatized by not having politicians that represent me. I mean, I argue against them, um, but I would never write a piece like this or even talk like this. Uh, i I'm an anarcho-capitalist, and before that, I was a libertarian. for for at least twenty years, I've been a libertarian or or farther farther into freedom than a libertarian. I've never had an elected official who ever represented anything close to what I wanted, ever, ever, from any party, ever. I have always felt that whoever was elected was oppressing me uh, because I'm a libertarian, and, or I was a libertarian, and I didn't want any of these laws and constraints. Now, you don't have to agree with me, but if you had empathy, you would realize, gee, I am not the only person who feels disenfranchised by my elected officials and thinks that they're really, really wrong and that their policies are oppressive? Yeah, join the fucking club, Sadie. Taxes are oppressive. You don't, you don't see people writing articles about how they're crying and they have PTSD because they got to give 40% of their income away so that you can waste it on bullshit. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, where are those articles? I don't want to. I don't want my tax money bombing people in in the Middle East and I don't want it supporting planned parenthood or any other social program. So where's, where are my tears? Right. And you don't have them because I'm a child. She's not even a woman. She's a child. And what makes me angry is that, you know, strong women that I know, one of whom I'm married to would be angry at this. This is not how women behave. This is not how women think women are stronger than falling the fuck apart because the candidate they didn't like got elected. This you're here, here to to women. well no, this
1: is, it totally, I mean, I, I, clearly I reacted very strongly to it, but it's not just the candidate that she liked didn't win, it's about their sex, their identity, their identified sex, right? But that's what it's about. Right. You know what she would say to you is that you have been represented well because you're a man, And all the presidents have been men because all that matters to her are racial and sexual. That's that's the
0: lack of empathy because that's not all that matters to me. Right. I don't care if it's a gay, trans, Muslim, whatever person. If they're if they want less government, that's more of a representative for me
1: than any absolutely old
0: white guy that's in office.
1: That's why I don't care about. If it's a woman or not, why do you why do you care about something so trivial? When during the election, so when I was trying to figure out, so I voted for Bernie, and then and then I was trying to figure out if I was going to vote for Clinton or Jill Stein, and I was going back and forth. And there was this real, just like there always is, there's this real kind of hatred towards anybody who is considering voting third party. Like you better vote in, you better fall in line and vote for Clinton.
0: By the way, thanks for for voting for third party.
1: Oh no, I didn't. I I I finally decided to vote for Stein. I kept going back and forth and I finally landed on Stein, but I didn't care enough to get my absentee ballot into California on time, so I didn't vote. It's the first time I didn't vote. But um but yeah, I was going back and forth for a while trying to make up my mind and I saw a bunch of people who this was before you have to remember, this is before I had gone, I'd, before I'd written my essay about leaving SJW ideology, before I even realized it was SJW ideology, this was me when I was still in the heart of it before the election. But I started to see things that were bothering me. And there were fem- female friends of mine were posting stuff like just really ripping Susan Sarandon apart because she had said on in an interview, like I'm not gonna vote for someone just because they have a vagina. And right, and people thought that was uh,
0: Right, I mean, Susan Sarandon is a lefty.
1: Yeah, and I agreed with Susan Sarandon. And I saw people attacking her as if that was a bad thing. That you're not just looking at a person's if if you if you don't think that a person's race or sex should matter when you judge them, like like if you believe their policy positions and their character and all that should matter more than their race and their sex, um, then why would you elevate race and sex? Like these people are hypocrites. There is like we're against racism and sexism. yeah, but they're total racist and sexist. They're voting based on sex. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh, no. You're part of a racist, sexist tribe. Maybe yeah. you need good post-traumatic therapy.
1: <laughs> I was actually, somebody told me I should start a, uh, uh what do you call it? Like a cult deprogramming recovering
0: thing. SJW. Uh, yeah.
1: Recovering uh, SJW. I've actually a lot of recovering SJWs. Like, contact me. It's not a bad idea. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, we can do a group therapy session on
1: yeah.
0: with all of them. They can come on and we can uh we can do regular group therapy. Um but you know, look,
1: I, I I'm sorry I introduced you to this person.
0: <sighs> what a what a horrible person. And and uh you know, I wanted to talk about weaponized empathy someday, which I still will, but uh this is an indication that empathy is weaponized because um Weaponized empathy is empathy that you selectively turn on and off to achieve a a goal. So Mm -hmm. she's um, not empathizing with anyone outside of uh, her specific ideology, um, but she will argue that other people aren't empathetic enough to whatever she feels like people need to be empathetic towards. Um, So, uh, And it kind of goes, dovetails nicely with that article you were talking about, saying deny Trump supporters empathy. Yeah. Um, Whatever, whatever the title was, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know, Carrie. Do you think people will like this uh, sort of ranty, weird? Well, I'll post it. I'll. I just have to edit out. Uh, like this is
1: the kind of thing we could do. Well, when we get to membership or whatever, where we have people supporting us financially, and maybe they get some kind of extras, we could just put we could just put unpolished, angry rants in the extras.
0: Yeah, or carry therapy less. It, uh, <laughs> yeah come come listen to carrie uh deal with her post sjw uh traumatic disorder
1: you know how they have the puppy bowl it competes with the super bowl we could also do some puppy bowl videos just puppy therapy stuff anyway okay (laughs) thanks carter for indulging me that's
0: a brilliant brilliant suggestion (laughs) carrie All right. Well, uh, if we end up posting this, please uh, hit subscribe on YouTube for God knows what reason at this point.
1: Uh, Bye, guys. (laughs) Thank you.